Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where Bob and Derek have beards, talk booze, and drink books. Something like that. All right. As always, I'm Bob of Tells by Bob. I'm the ass of the podcast, Derek. I'm the best thing about this whole thing, creative consultant, Tanya. It is. It's true. You know it. Don't act like you don't know. Okay. Well, moving right past that. Today, (laughs) uh, we're going to jump right into some things. I've got a a series of news articles about uh, topics and things like that that I wanted to discuss. So uh, I'm going to start off with the the broadest and most, uh, I think, normie fair of anything that I have looked up. Okay. And it's basically just an article talking about how the New York Public Library is giving away 500,000 books this summer. So they have an initiative that they're going into giving away 500,000 books to city residents as Yay. a part of their summer at the library program. So yeah, is awesome. this what, what's the origin of these books? Are they just like books that they already had on the shelf? That they're like, you know what? Normally no, we would sell these, but we're just going to. As far as I can tell, as far as I can tell, they're all new books. Um, wow. It looks like it's just an initiative. Uh, if I had to, considering what I do for a job, what I would guess is this is coming from federal. Yeah, this is probably coming from federal grant funding, where because it says because they specifically mention that this is to help children keep up with and get back to reading a lot, yeah. as considering the time they've spent out out of school mm-hmm. because of COVID. Yeah. So that's my. My impressions just from what I'm reading about this on the the actual article, but they uh, they mentioned that these the the books are available at all 92 locations in Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, and they are being provided in English, Spanish, Chinese, and they are even providing some with large print titles hey. uh, for people that have trouble reading. So, uh, is are you are you getting some of those, Derek? I'm sorry. Are you, are you going to get some of the large print ones? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Uh, so related to that, um, people may have seen, may not have seen, you know, during COVID, the New York public library system was like, we don't care where you live. You can register to really? be with us. Yeah. And so that you could use their uh, online resources kind of like you couldn't like live in Montana and get them to mail you a book. Okay. But you could, register with them and i guess like use their libby or whatever Neat. program if, i don't know if they use libby or whatever the uh, there's a couple different like library online lending Ho- program Ho- kind of things hoopla, I think yeah, hoopla. yeah yeah hoopla is one and libby's another um hmm. which apparently Derek, um mm-hmm. they're great for comics yes oh yeah yeah they have comic books and stuff and you know again just go get your library card man and you can get all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, uh, again, because of what I do for a job, my, inter- my, uh, my guess is the, a not insignificant portion of why they were like, yeah, sign up with us even online to get access to our online things is because funding will be dictated on how many people they serve, yep. whether or not you're actually on site. So yep. that's just a way to get more funding if they are getting funds provided on a formula basis opposed to competitive, but that's neither here nor there. Um, mm-hmm. But additionally, they're not only doing that at these public libraries, they're also uh, providing like uh, activities. So there's writing contests, reading challenges, 
and story times being provided for children, but they're also providing adult workshops for technology training, job search aids, and providing English as second language and citizenship classes. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, libraries are fantastic. Uh, I know locally, um, I have a couple of friends that are librarians. And um, so for those who might not be aware, I, I run a nonprofit in the Montgomery area that supports like art, culture, and music. And through a bizarre series of events, uh, I wound up organizing the fiber arts community Hmm. meetups. Um, And so uh, there was a lot of interest expressed like, Oh, Hey, you know, we got a lot of fiber artists here. We'd love to meet up and do whatever it is that they do communally chit chat and crochet. And so uh, just so happens that one of our, one of my librarian friends, she, oh God, she does like this needlepoint thingy that mm-hmm. like each one of these takes years to complete. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's insane. Like it's, you do them in like, like two inch by two inch squares. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I've been seeing that on Instagram. So that's yes. what that is. Okay. Yeah. So okay. It, and she's done like one, but it, it literally takes years to complete one of these things. Cause you do like a two inch by two inch square and then you slide it over and do the next two inch by two inch square. And when you're done, you've made basically like this four foot by three foot little tapestry that is like a hyper realistic art piece. It's insane. Um, but she was like, oh, hey, the library would love to host that. So now uh, two times a month, uh, the library in conjunction with the Howlers, uh, the nonprofit I do, we organize a knit. Uh, it's called i love this name it's called mad stitches nice yeah nice. so it's mad stitches fiber arts meetup and uh they meet in like the the old rare books room at the library downtown mm-hmm. and so you're there amongst like it's really cool like got a lot of like armchairs and like really old books on display and it's just neat speaking of old books uh that you know are covered in dust and no one ever looks at anymore. Hmm. So uh, Game of Thrones spinoffs. Uh, <laughs> <gross>. <laughs> uh, apparently there's talk of another uh, Game, of Sp- uh, Game of Thrones spinoff TV show uh, for Jon Snow's activities I after the series. I saw that. And, I saw uh, that. He, uh, Here, here's Kit my Harrington problem with attached that. to it. Uh, I've got plenty of problems with it, but also <laughs> I, I just, I don't like, You know what? Go ahead. You tell me your problems first. So one would assume that the entirety of this book is going to take place north of the wall or this more like more likely than not. That's a very dull color palette for an entire series. Well, you know, not necessarily. I mean, it it might not take place entirely above that because if sure, if it's a Jon Snow series, it doesn't necessarily mean that he would be the only main characters involved. So there would necessarily have things happening south of the wall but here's my thing at that point if you're going to include a bunch of stuff south of the wall you're really just making season yes, yes nine exactly uh-huh. of game of thrones or whatever season and they did such a shit job i don't know that the, the demand is, is no there. there's not and that's the thing is like if you have have you been seeing anything about the other spinoffs that are about to come out because well, i'm gonna be I honest know. with you other than the fact that they're coming out most people don't give a shit because not at all eight get seven and eight 
the season seven and eight left such a terrible taste in people's mouths mm-hmm. after they loved it so much for so long yep. that people are just done with it. Like, yep. no, I have no interest in this. I've never seen uh, an IP burn get so big that hard. Yeah. You know? Get so big and then just immediately drop off a clip and no one gives a shit. Now, about that it said, that said, the the Targaryen prequel series, what? Dead, Blood uh, and whatever. Blood oh, and Fire. Uh, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. yeah. Now, well, first off, it stars uh, the second best doctor. Uh-huh. The, the doc- yeah, it stars Matt Smith. So <clears throat> that's cool. Um, although he looks real weird. Like Matt Smith is an, a fairly odd looking dude. Like I, I loved him as one of the doctors in Doctor Who, but he's a, mm-hmm. he's a unique looking kind of guy. And that long, like blonde white hair. White hair yeah. It's a... Uh, it's that's a, look. a look that's good. That's a, that's a look, and it's going to take mm-hmm. some getting used to. Um, but I th- I think they could potentially redeem themselves. I think they have the potential. As long as like you have to think now. I, okay, I say this, but people are so fucking dumb. But you have to think that they've had years of hearing all the complaints, and maybe someone listened. Uh, here's the problem with that. The the issues that they had cannot be fixed without there being other source material. Yup. And George, if Martin doesn't write, then the, the there's nothing for them to go on, and that's what happened to the final two seasons. Is they had outpaced yeah. what was available, and they had to come up with some shit, and it was wretched. Well, so and as it I, turns out, people are good at stewarding projects and making something from a source material into a show they can do that really well but when it comes yeah. to them creating it whole cloth they are tragically bad at it yep. well it's, i just wonder because you know he's this is going to all be based on that one book right the blood blood and fire book right yeah. i would imagine so, so that's a, a a history book for those who don't right. know yeah. He basically released a rather than release any of the books people actually wanted, he released a history book because he's George R. R. Martin and he's got fuck you money. So why wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, so at least in theory, all the plot points are known. Counterpoint. Here's the issue with that. They don't have the plot points. They have the shape of a story. How they get to the intersections of where conflict happens are the things that they don't have, which means those are the option or those are the places where they're going to fall through, which is what you need anyways, because the problems with these stories are, you know, the direction you're trying to go in, but you don't know how to get there in ways that narratively make sense. And that has not been addressed because you'll still know this is what happens at the end. This is the Mm -hmm. main plot points, but how did you get to each one of those? And if, 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 uh, my guy hasn't written them, then that's what's going to fall apart again. Anyways. Spoiler, he hasn't. Exactly. Which is why I like, I desperately, I really wanted to be excited for this, but it's just, well, it's not so, there. Counterpoint, counterpoint, because these are things that he just flat out doesn't have books for. Maybe they will bring in people who are good at kind of creating from whole cloth to a degree, maybe instead of like, instead of having to be like, Oh, well we're bringing in folks that can really kind of take 
what's written and put it on the screen. Maybe they bring in some folks that are like, oh, hey, we just have the barest of barest, barest bones. Maybe you can. I don't know. Uh, it's probably, I don't know. I just, I, I, I really hope I like, I'm just, I, damn it. I no, no, I got good. you. I, I'm right there with you, but I've just. Well, I've the s- other, the other, the other thing I think is a good sign is they've really dialed back on the number of, cause you know, at one point they were doing like four fucking spinoff shows. Yeah. And yeah, they, I think this is like dialed it back a lot. Yeah. And this one is only an early kind of early production yeah. stuff but every i want to say the that world is... it gets canceled the, yeah here's the thing that befuddles me like everyone's favorite thing in this world is the fucking duncan egg stories why aren't they doing a duncan egg series i think they were talking about doing one and i think that's one of the ones that got canceled is like i think people would much rather a duncan egg series than reading about sister fuckers you know um so, but I- sister fuckers has dragons yeah, it, I think part of the the good thing about um, you know this the the universe that Martin built is that he put so much detail in all of these little nuggets that are really interesting, and you're like, oh, I want to know more about that. Oh, I want to know more about that. But they don't lead anywhere. So, I mean, that's one of the things that made the Game of Thrones books so good because it felt very rich there was a lot of extra detail um you know you weren't just looking at the same plot line you had all of this extra scenery around you and now that you know the story's over we're like oh well this was that looked like an interesting path that we passed you know um talking about lady stoneheart or whatever you know there's all of these little things that would be super interesting to go and explore but there's no there's nothing there so so all right, I, I have I have an yeah, interesting I, I have an interesting thing. So there's uh for any writers listening, there I, I read this really cool thing that was like if you want your world to feel really deep and rich, you only ever have to go like two questions deep, basically. Correct. And so it's like uh <laughs> the, the the example they used was like so uh vampires can't go into the question was why can't vampires just use the sewers you know in the city and the answer was oh because of the alligators so then the question is well why are there alligators in the sewers it's like because that's where the combat nuns raise them and so it's like you've you've answered two questions and oh my god does this world suddenly so much richer it's like yeah okay there's combat nuns who put alligators in the sewers because of the vampires like yeah. and it was just two questions and your world is suddenly so much richer and ha- seems like it has depth and then you know you never have to mm-hmm. even touch that but people knowing that that's going on it hints at such a rich full world and so it's not that hard of uh, depth to achieve but I think when you do it well, I think that's the like part of the big appeal of Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. is there's so much history and whatnot that's in there that's really only surface. Like now, yes, if you dig into it, you realize that fucking Tolkien wrote 511 essays and you know dictionaries for each one of these events. But you know, just reading Lord of the Rings, he's like, oh well, there's we're coming up on these massive 
uh, statues that if you sit on this throne, you can see off into the distance, you know, and it's like, there's huge history that goes with that. But right. And even not from a world building standpoint, but just from a confidence in, in your writer's knowledge standpoint, like there's a common idea and I'll use, uh, Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time again as an example. Uh, there's a lot of intricacies into the world where that you would feel like, oh, I need to, as a writer, be able to explain how each of these things works. Otherwise, people are going to know that I don't know anything about them. Hmm. So you pick certain ones and go into detail on those. So they're just like, oh, he's competent and understands how that works so that he can yada, yada other things. So the example that they used was like when it comes to traveling by horse, he knew he did enough research so that he had a basic understanding of horse travel, how fast they could go, how long they could go, you know, how to take care of them and stuff like that. But then when you get to like the uh, the blacksmith stuff, you just yada yada over the blacksmith stuff because you're like, oh, well, he put in the research to know yeah. how horses work. He probably knows what he's talking about with the blacksmith stuff, too. And it's like, yeah, well, no one notices that he just kind of like and then he finished the blacksmith stuff. <laughs> if you if you want to know how horses work. Uh, look up the vi- YouTube videos of the girl who runs like a horse. Oh my god! It's, it's terrifying. It's, it, it's terrifying. Um, it it it's really really horrifying. Um, so, uh, kind of building, just talking on that a little bit. Derek, did you watch the Wheel of Time show? Yeah, it was really bad. Oh <sighs> no, was it? I haven't watched it yet. I've I have. Bob's going to disagree so, with me. But no, I have no, eight of no. the books. No. So. <laughs> Here's here's Bob's take. Um, not being as married to the text as Derek is. Um, and so, like, watch it with a lady friend who could not give a fuck less about yeah. the Wheel of Time. Um, we both really enjoyed it pretty much up until the last episode. And then the last episode, ooh, that was real not good. Like, mm. and... To me, view them as two totally separate stories. Like it is so different from the Wheel of Time. Like it, it hits the broadest of strokes the same, right. but everything else is so. And partly it's because like they're they're doing like a weird thing where they're like season one instead of being just like about book one, they're like pulling in some stuff from book two into it, right? Um, in weird ways and so like i i had like it had been so long since i read it i was like this none of this seems right and i went and looked up the oh okay i see why none of this feels right but it's not (laughs) but it was still really enjoyable and like i liked the characterization of most of them i wasn't real big on how they did matt um but i i need to see where they're going with matt to know how happy or unhappy i'm going to be with that but it was I just if you view it as two separate things, it's really, really good until the last episode. The last episode was hot garbage. So basically the way I come at it as it's the same problem you have with most anything that's being adapted currently. People want the thing that they wanted. Like they if you're adapting a book, they want a visual representation of that book. But the people yeah. that are making the series don't want to make a visual representation of that book. They want to tell their own story using, for lack of a graceful way of putting this, uh, by putting on the skin suit of the thing that you love to try and tell their story. Because then it comes with a built-in audience and 
Wow, they, I hate that image there. Yeah, but that's what they, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing I've been yeah. struggling with for a lot of my favorite IP recently. It's very frustrating um, because they're like, we want to tell our own story, but we want to borrow the cachet of your established story yeah. and then go in a completely different direction and then get mad at you for not liking it. Mm. It's like, well, hold okay. on. That's not fair. Um, I'm, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real interested to see how the Lord of the Rings. I have that's pro- luckily for out. me. I don't have strong ties to that. Well, I don't have because strong if I did, ties I would be... to the stories that they're telling because they're not. This isn't. This isn't you know, Lord of the Rings. This yeah. isn't Lord of the Rings. This is just story. This is like more like Cimmerillion era stuff, and which I, is not stuff that you got too into, right? No, no, not at yeah. all. Um, yeah. So, like, I'm not married to it at all, but you, you know, it, it could be cool. But I, I just had oh. I had real strong feelings about the Wheel of Time thing because part of it is immediately they're cha- so here the basically what it comes down to is the showrunners. If they were making their own story, I would have been interested in it, but they're not. They're taking a thing that I already love and they're changing things about it, not understanding how those things intersect with the rest of the narrative. So basically uh, what, what you're telling me is they have made the weird dog hybrid from Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. Ba- basically they've, and I, I it's Ed, 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 Edward. No, like literally, and this is something I, I'll kill you. No, but this is something that, <laughs> that I, I just now kind of like made the connection to is I've heard it said, and this is actually what is happening. This is fan fiction. Because if you read fan fiction, they take they you take a thing that you love and then you try and tell your own story with it. But yeah. almost never do you accurately you, you have like parts of the characters correct and parts of the plot correct but because you didn't write it and you're not you don't fully really grasp how it was originally constructed some things are off but it it kind of feels almost right but not really that's how fan fiction works it's like you you change a little bit of things and then it it doesn't feel exactly right they did that a lot in because because like going into it how was how was how was that with uh pui pui's revenge um that's how i avoided that is i took like a (laughs) bit character that had nothing to do with the entire storyline was just showed up in like one scene and i liked his character develop or like what he actually looked like and then just did a backstory of it that nothing has ever touched on ever anytime for for those who don't know derek one of the first things he wrote was a uh dragon ball z right dragon ball z or yeah yeah, dbz fan fiction called pui pui's revenge Yes, because there was a character named Pui Pui that Vegeta like absolutely murders in like 0.5 seconds in one episode. And I was like, oh, he looks kind of cool, though. And then I just made my own story based off that. But but yeah, that's kind of what I did there. It's like I took the world and like a character design and then just like did my own thing with it. Yeah, but it didn't it wouldn't have felt right. But the issue. So I I had never like I had never really thought about like what you're saying. And it it does. That does make a lot of things kind of click. It's like. There, there's somebody wrote a script somewhere, couldn't get it published, and then was like, exactly. "Oh, oh, well, you know, if I re- if I if I put on my Robert Jordan skin suit and you know, drug my skin suit little fingers over this, over this is giving script, me so many creepies. Like it's right. salad and fingers, I, and it's salad, salad fingers. fingers. And look, I didn't want to use that, like but it's, it's the it's it's really accurate, but it just yeah, like it's no. creepy, but it's no. also that's part of the part of the problem is it's disconcerting 
And that's yeah. what always happens now when people do stuff like this. And it's like, oh no, yeah. no. Okay. But yeah, that is wow. unfortunately where I came from on that. But yeah, it's funny okay. that you you made the point of uh mentioning full metal alchemist. That gives me a transition into my next topic. Oh so convenient. Uh yes. Um, for those who may not have heard or may not know, uh there's a manga called Berserk that is one of the most well-respected and highly uh, highly celebrated manga in history. Um, and it was created by a, a, an author named Kentaro Miura, who unfortunately died uh, in 2021 at the age of 45. He left uh, his series Berserk going um, for, and it had not finished. And people were heartbroken because it's, again, it's highly respected. It's incredible. People love it to death. It's a very dark fantasy. It's real dark. It's real dark. Um, they made an anime that covered like one tiny arc of this yeah. super long manga. Yeah. And it's, um, and, then, and that was real dark. Yeah. <laughs> real good. And, and apparently and it's, it's even more dark in the actual manga just because. Which, holy fuck. Um, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing, Oof. but yeah. Um, so basically, unfortunately, the creator died last year without finishing the story and people were really bummed about it. Well, they announced, um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was the beginning of this month that uh, a longtime friend of Kintaro Miura, a guy named, uh, I think, Mori, I think is his name. Yeah, Koji Mori. Uh, who's also a manga creator himself. Uh, he's coming on to work with Kentaro's uh, assistants to finish the sh- the series. Okay. Is so that, it, are it, people receiving that news well? Yes, they are very well, because apparently um, these two people have known each other for a long, long time, and they've discussed the plot of it for a very long time. Um, and essentially between the assistants that were working on it on the daily basis and his friend who had long conversations about the direction the story was going, um, the publisher feels like they can give a conclusion, but they're not promising the world. Like they're basically the general consensus is uh, Maury has basically said, I've had conversations with Miura about a lot of these things but I refuse to touch on anything. I don't remember perfectly. I'm not going to flesh out anything. He did not tell me if there is a gap and a, some, a certain part of a story isn't told. I will not tell it. I will move hmm. to the next part of it so that I can only touch on the things that he specifically told me. Hmm. Um, Interesting. George R. R. Martin could take note, but correct. Right? He's, it, but he's not. It kind of um, makes me feel like the Sanderson approach except for Sanderson had a Bible to go on. Yeah. But uh, for those who so, don't know, Brandon Sanderson finished the wheel of time series for Robert Jordan. Right. After his passing. Um, yeah. So basically in the, the, the publisher, it said that, you know, they had long conversations about it. They, uh, they agreed to this, but they kind of made the point of, although this will be imperfect, it's the best way we can give some type of conclusion to the story that he envisioned. So they're going to finish up the arc that he was in the middle of and then do the final arc. And that'll be basically it. But they're, they're bringing it to the close that Miura had talked about for years. Okay. 
Well, so that's, I thought that was pretty interesting because yeah, apparently like they're doing it right. Yeah. And I was surprised at how positively people were taking it because I fully expected people to be up in arms about it. Yeah. That was, that was my thought. I was fully like, cause I, I know, I, you know, me not giving really two shits about 90% of the weeb shit going on out there. Uh-huh. Um, even I like, this is on my radar. It's like, Oh, Oh damn. Um, and I just assumed it was never going to be finished. Uh, so it's cool that they're doing it. Um, I, it's one of those, like, I wish more off. Like, so if I die tomorrow, I'm sorry, y'all are fucked. There's no one who can carry on the Howard Marsh series. I'm sorry. Yeah, correct. Um, but uh, there's oh, also no. not the, there's not the <laughs> demand. So, but I like to think if I got to that point that um, I would, I would like to have some sort of like contingency plan, you know? I, I uh, like to think that you would be responsible enough as a creator to know that you don't want to, you've made a promise to your, your readers that you don't want to leave unfulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. So and this like is I, something that it. we've touched on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And we, what we need to do a, owe their fan base. Yeah. We need to do a follow-up episode on, uh, to see, to touch base on where Rothfuss Lynch and, uh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, crap. Martin, uh, Martin are, you know, because there have yeah. there have been developments, shockingly, that we yep. could that we could touch on. So we, we may do that in the coming weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like I, I wish more authors would make these plans. So because what tends to end up happening is nothing happens and it's left unfinished, or some money grubber comes in and mm-hmm. puts their fucks little money grubby hands and fucks it up. And they yep. they wear a skin suit. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, basically. <laughs> mm. just... if, some, if someone wanted to ever do fan fiction, they're like not fan fiction, but like fan art of this show. I really want like Derek in a skin suit. Like that's oh god, no. that's my blah, dream. Blah, I'm just imagining Dwight from the office. <laughs> oh yes, face. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yes. Yes. No. That. That's it. That's it. One hundred percent. Perfect, perfect. But yeah, that's that was that was the last bit of news I had, except okay. for one thing. While I yep. started looking through the news, I found a book that I really want to read. So I was kind of looking through what books were coming out uh, recently, or or were either about to come out or had just come out. Yep. And I came across a, a book called uh, "Ordinary Monsters" by J. M. Miro. Uh, I don't know if either of you've heard about it. Uh, it only came out, I think, in the past week or two. And the basic premise is, I'm going to read this real quick. Uh, England, 1882. In Victorian London, two children with mysterious powers are hunted by a figure of darkness, a man made of smoke. Hmm. uh, 16-year-old Charlie Ovid, despite a brutal childhood in Mississippi, doesn't have a scar on him. His body heals itself, whether he wants it to or not. Marlowe, a foundling from a railway freight car, shines with a strange bluish light. He can melt or mend flesh. When Alice Quick, a jaded detective with her own troubled past, is recruited to escort them to safety, all three begin a journey into a nature, uh, to the nature of difference and belonging, and a shadow on the shadowy edges of the monstrous. So, sounds like a it's a gaslight. Um, Ooh, gaslight, fin- gaslight yeah. fantasy. Yeah, and apparently it goes from like all over the world. Like there are scenes in London, there's scenes in Meiji era Tokyo. There's people from across the world. It sounds. Almost, it basically it sounds anime, kind of. 
or yeah. or superhero-y. So I'm like, okay, special powered kids. Kind not one, not, of, one of which is blue. Dabba dee, dabba da. Dabba da, yeah. So I was like, okay, just just kind of like hearing about it. I'm like, okay, I'm really into this. I really want to check this out. Okay. So I've kind of added that to my list. And again, if we if I had not if I did not need to finish reading the the book that we're reading uh, yeah. kind of together, I would be reading this one like right now. I, and spoiler, the the series that we're reading, we're never going to be able to tell you the name of it because I'm it's the book I Yeah, the book I'm reading is like of sea and salt. It's or, of sea uh, and shadow and of sea and shadow of sea of shadow and sea. Or something yeah. Like that. So which who's reading what? We we can never tell you. Mine's the one I about know, pirates. His the one about ninjas. I no. know that they put the one that you are reading about first. So yours is of sea and shadow or something like that, and mine's of shadow and sea because well, mine go. is the spice part. Yeah, I looked into it so that I could remember, but I still don't remember. Yeah. All right. So we have a we have a book battle topic this week. Super excited. So I was sitting there thinking to myself, we've done a lot of we've done a lot of topics over the years, um, which is terrifying to say years at this point. Um, <laughs> and you know, uh, so it can sometimes be hard to come up with some fresh ideas. And uh, I so I started asking asking around, like, hey, what do you think we should do? What do you think we should do? And we got some great suggestions. I managed to come up with a few suggestions. Um, and I think what we're probably going to end up doing is some of these archived episodes that people don't have ready access to will probably, especially the ones that where Tanya wasn't uh, on the episode, we may bring some of those back, redo them mm-hmm, so that we can mm-hmm. do you it. You can torture me with answers that have no real reason for being your answers. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, but uh, what I settled on, I settled on a softball for us this time. One that's a little simpler, maybe not not too divisive just to get us get get us back in the swing of things and the question is if you could bring one like fantastical creature from another world to ours mm-hmm. what would it be okay I'm either ready. of y'all all right you want to go you want to start us off Tanya? start us off Tanya. okay so i had two that i thought were real fucking badass okay mm-hmm. so we're we're literally uh 10 and seconds so I, into this and you're already breaking the rules okay oh no 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 no, no, no. hold on no, no, i stop. like it yeah that's what i was about to say i don't want to hear shit from you bob yeah you no, don't that, ever, it's you totally, don't ever... this time i'm not breaking the rules oh wait actually i am i am so never mind i take it back okay back. all right so go ahead go ahead okay so of the two i want, I want to explain both of them but i did ultimately choose one mm-hmm. that i think is better okay so from priory of the orange tree i don't even think i'm saying that correctly <laughs> no, you said, i think you are it's priory priory yeah it just it feels weird anyway priory of the orange tree um there are and it's not just from them uh, it was a creature taken out of medieval zoology the um ichneumon ichneumon they're um I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly. Who gives a shit? That, um, that does not sound like this podcast at all. We okay. we <laughs> nail every pronunciation. So <laughs> all the time, I, always, yeah. forever, and all the time. There, okay, think about like a giant fucking mongoose, oh. but he runs real fast, and they can eat dragons. And what the fuck? Ricky Ticky fuck yeah, yeah. Ooh. In this book, like he can also speak, and Oh, it was just so fucking cool. Like, I want a big weasel <laughs> mongoose that'll fuck people up that I could also ride on that can 
talk to me. Like, yeah, I need dragons. What the fuck? Yeah. No. Well, yeah. you know, you know, the, the classic saying is that eagles may soar, but weasels don't get sucked into jet intakes. They, they in fact, do not. Uh, they, they do not. I've not heard that one. That's a new one on me. Yeah. There's, there's, there's your motivation going into the coming week, folks. Um, oh be a weasel, not an eagle. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. I, you, we all know my love for like woodland creatures. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Oh Even yeah. We can't it, say what it is. No, I mean, it just like battles, you know, reptiles and snakes and stuff. Um, Cause again, it's from like some medieval times and um, the author has kind of adapted them a little bit for the world that she made, but it, large enough that two people were riding on it yes. and fast as fuck boys and <laughs> oh and it could it could like talk but was like all growly but likes to eat yum yum tasty foods uh, just just the coolest i can <laughs> only improve on that creature in one way and that would be if you gave it like flying squirrel wings but then how are you gonna sit on it you'll be sitting on the wings because you ride on his back it could show you the world oh my god da, 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 no, da, da. Stop. no boo, boo. <laughs> no Ugh, so cool and uh, just mm, so neat um but then i'll let one of you go before i say my okay, okay. Unless you well I, I, I can right go with now. one uh, okay. yeah okay. so okay. here's my actual answer and then i'll tell you the answer that i wanted to go with but i just can't because it for reasons Okay. The answer is 100% a phoenix. Oh, well, yeah, badass. Okay. Yeah. First of all, it's a fucking okay. phoenix. Second okay. of all, yeah. uh, phoenix down. So we could like bring okay. people back to Stop. life. Actually, nope, I've changed my mind. Have you ever had a pet bird? They no. shit everywhere, dude. No. Like, but... I don't want phoenix, like little fire turds everywhere. Look, look, look. All right. Look, you Whoa. think the fires are bad out west now? You're going to bring a <laughs> phoenix in here? Doing fire shits all over the Western U.S. <laughs> Look, man, I, they ain't got to go to the West. The West is fucked, anyways. It's not my fault they can't keep track of their for- forestry. Okay, not my fault they're not burning their dead wood and shit. I got That's no problem. I, I can't do anything about that. But I will it could say, make it better. It could make the pro- problem better. It could be. Maybe they would be able to control the flames too. So maybe it would be a controlled burn. So it'd be mm. easier. I don't know. But also keep in mind that I'm purely looking at this from a healing perspective, like. We can use okay. their their feathers to like revive people that are sick. I was trying to think of like I feel like there's like a, a some type of healing thing from like JRPGs or something like that that I was going to go with that like it basically cures diseases, but I couldn't I couldn't think of what it was. I wanted to say it was like maybe angels' tears or something like that, but then yeah. angels I don't really want to touch on that. So I was like, ah, it's got to be something. So I just went with Phoenix down because, and also if I'm remembering correctly. The phoenix that I saw in like Harry Potter was fairly tame. It wasn't a big scary phoenix like from well, the blood yeah. It was like a whatever, it was but... like a like a fuck off big parrot almost. Yeah, and it was. I think it was fairly intelligent, so it's not like it was shitting all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. His name was yeah. uh, Fox. Fox. Yes. Fox the phoenix. I think. Yeah. 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 That sounds about right. Okay. No, not a not a bad choice. And no, I I fuck yeah, with that. That's very. That was very. And it would just be cool. It's, it's a very fucking flaming bird. It'd be awesome. Thinking, thinking about the betterment of mankind. I like it. Um, yep. I did not go that route. Yeah, I didn't um. think you would. I almost <laughs> didn't, but we'll talk about that after yours. Okay, you so we'll we'll do mine. And uh, as usual, I, I cheat a little bit. <laughs> um, so 
if you've read The Black Company, okay. there in the second book, they go to a place called the Plain of Fear. And it is this uh, fucky wild place where there are wind whales and uh, sky manta rays and uh, these walking rocks that talk. Uh, like you never see a move, but like you, you turn like, oh shit, that rock just moved. It's like 15 feet tall, this rock that just like was scuttling around while you weren't looking. And they're super cryptic and only ever like once in a while will just say like something. So the, but how they wound up here was there was the big, bad, evil guy of this world, like the, you know, Sauron or whatever. And the forces of good beat him, but knew that they could never fully kill him. Like he was just too powerful. There's no way to kill an evil of that caliber. And so they sucked essentially like a fragment of a God from another plane of existence that was in the form of a tree. And they planted that tree on top of this evil thing's body and where it was like slowly spreading out from there. It's like part of hit the reality from this other plane. So it's these, you know, it's weird flora and fauna. So his name is old father tree is this, this is, is the name of this tree. So I would bring old father tree and I would plant him in Mississippi um, because I mean, let's be real. Fuck Mississippi. Yeah, and, saw that coming. <laughs> and uh, and so it would. Mississippi would slowly turn into this fantastical world where there are wind whales, which I I have. All right, so I love nautical creatures and damn oh, ocean. You scary. I get it now. You cheated okay. because you're going to. I bring in old father tree, and so. I get the wind whale and the 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 manta rays that fly through the sky, and these wind mm-hmm. whales are like blue whales with uh like that can they they're like zeppelins, but a whale, and they have like tendrils that hang down, and they use that to like eat off the off the ground, so they just like will swoop down and like in like Mississippi case they would they would float down like suck up some cows and then lift back up in their little mm. tendrils. And like the the sky manta rays uh, live on like it's like a whole like ecosystem thing where they like live on like their nests or on the whales' backs, and you can ride them. They ride them in the in the in the series at some points. And uh, I just the idea of like you step out onto your back patio one morning, and now all of a sudden there's like a uh, like a sixteen foot rock just kind of chilling in your backyard, and like. You, you you you're just sitting there sipping your coffee and it's like it's gonna be a good day hmm. and then that that's be- all he says for like three weeks yeah that, that okay. so that's that's my thing and the other thing is like the this old father tree part of why everything's so weird around him is he like kind of sends out like magic they're called change storms and they're like mutagenic hurricanes Bob. yeah yeah no they are but like i feel like you You're a full damn like, menace. Yeah, no, I did not pick anything that was going to benefit <laughs> humanity. Okay, um, fair, I picked, fair. I picked, I want some bitch in sky whales. Okay. And, fair. and I also like sky manta rays and I want to cheat. So I'm bringing old father tree. Cause he will bring the rest with him and talking rocks. Who doesn't love a talking rock? That's such a good segue. Oh God. 
Uh-oh. my next creature like i'm fuck? gonna cut you off right there because it's like the perfect yeah no i, I was done so thing. this, this works. fantastic so my actual creature because like the little big old mongoose dudes cool af but this is the creature i would bring they're called stone eaters and they're <laughs> from the nk jemison um the fifth season those three books yeah. okay um, i've read i've read the first one Okay, so they're like non-human beings. Um, they you don't really see them move. They just kind of like quickly sink into the ground and then pop up someplace else. They don't like walk. They just like like through the through the little ground. That, that's like, not terrifying like, at all. That's, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the sound effect have, is what really makes it. Yeah, well, 100%. you can't. You couldn't see the arm movements, but <laughs> trust me. I can imagine them. Okay. It sucked yeah. into the ground and spooted back up. Yep, yep, yep. So you got that. That's how they move. They can actually like, but when they're moving through the air, it's just like stupid slow. Um, and they have like diamonds for teeth, and they don't really care so much about humans because like they live a really long time, but they use humans just for like funsies because hell, they're gonna live for like so long fuck the humans um but no they're just they're pretty cool and in in the series there's a stone meter called hoa and um he ends up being like a pretty good guy and somehow he magics himself so that he's more human like he looks like he has flesh does he get married no oh so you can't turn a hoa into a housewife bless bless oh my god Derek, why did I? Why am I? Here? I why look, did I come I, back? I had escaped. I mean, you had escaped. I don't. I, I, I did. Don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Gosh. <sighs> but no. So it's just it's really cool. I just think it would be like, I mean, because I don't generally fuck with humans. Um. So yeah, be fine. Like, go eat. Let's have let's have some stone eaters just for like diamond teeth and munching and like okay. So the people who in this universe can use they have they have power over stone and things like that um it can turn their bodies like frostbite but turn them into stone and so like one of these characters ends up with like an entire arm of granite and so you know you have your regular people body but your entire arm is granite it's like you can't move it's very painful and so i bet that would cause you to like you know, so people there, they probably don't take their limbs for granted. I hate you so much. <laughs> I just, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's really cool. I mean, like, it's not as fun as like riding around on a mongoose, but I just think they're just super neat creatures and they would like eat your little, your stone arms off and then they just, that, the whole mode of travel is what's so appealing to me. They just kind of like disappear into the ground, come back up. All right, do you ever watch Oh Alex Mack back in the day? I where didn't, she turned, but I know what you're talking about. Turned into like the little goopy puddle of stuff uh-huh. and then like slithered under the doors. In my head, it's like that, but rocks. <laughs> <laughs> with with okay. diamond teeth and so they fight each th- other. So what do they do? Do they they just they, chill they, as rocks? They, they do nefarious stone eater shit. 
okay. to each other. Basically, there's factions of Stone Eaters, and they're waging this long time war. And they're using some people as pawns, and so you you're know. saying we could replace like SEC football with rooting for Rock Eaters. Well, I mean, there are already some rock eating teams in the SEC. So, <laughs> I mean, sure, okay, okay. sure, yeah. Um, no, I, no, I'm I'm here for it. I like it's it. Just, yeah, it's pretty cool. There's the concept of them. I think is what I like more rather than just badass creature. Because yeah. if we're just going badass creature, it's gonna be the mongoose you can ride on. Right. So, have you read all three of those books? I have. And you liked them? I did. Yeah, they were good. They were good. Now you're asking me questions about a book that I, a series that I read last year. So I don't. Well, no, yeah, no. Stone Eaters and it being a good series. Yeah, I read. I read the first book uh, not long after it came out. I think and haven't read the other two. Yeah. Um, For those who don't know, it does something really, really unique. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has chapters that are written in second person. Like it's primarily not. It's primarily like third person limited or something like that Nor- but normal then, normal book yeah no, normal book <laughs> but it has sporadic chapters that are told in second person for like story reasons mm-hmm. and it it's just you never you never read i mean when's the last time you read fucking second person you know and it's uh, cool it's cool the fucking books that we just finished reading this entire sections that are in second person when you're dealing with the the cradle books, oh, with the 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 stuff at the outside the world, stuff yeah. Outside of cradle. Um, when it's doing the reports from, I yes. forget the term. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that shit kept books. throwing me off. Yeah. Yeah. It it can be real jarring, but it in, in like a good way in this case. Like mm-hmm. it could be done in a bad way, but in this it's a good way. There's one of those I keep wanting to read the rest rest of it, but I haven't. Um. All right. Derek, uh, what so, was the one you wanted to pick but couldn't because well, reasons? The, the, look, we all know how I feel about Griffins. Yeah, they're, I, they're I really thought I really thought you were going to pick Griffin or Owlbear. I thought that. Was yeah, I thought about Owlbear too, just to fuck with you, because <laughs> uh, I could be like, well, obviously it'd be an Owlbear because of how adorable they are. But they uh, are adorable. They're <laughs> so know, cute. Right? You just want to give them like cuddly little snuggles. They will Correct. eat your fucking skin suit right not, off your face. <laughs> not if you're I will nice. Be a- it will be happy and like let me die an adorable death. It's fine. <laughs> um, but no, I was gonna say Griffins because I was like, okay, maybe if we, but if we do the Griffins from like the Black Griffin, because then they're intelligent, they can cast spells, mm-hmm. and they're they're fucking like Griffins, so they're flying through the air, super agile, super cool. So it'd be awesome to have them around. Yeah, but I didn't think about saying specifically the ones from the Black Griffin story. Instead of just griffins in general, because if it was just griffins in general, that would be fucking horrifying. <laughs> Giant ass <laughs> eagle fucking lions that just take people about the, from out the sky. Like that sounds horrifying. I feel um, like you would have to bring them around now because if like they had been brought back in like medieval times, they would already be extinct. Like well, people would have hunted them for gobbling up all the horses. 100% they would have had to because like that's what happened to the, what is it, that giant eagle breed? that used to like drag and drop people off the side of cliffs to eat. I forget exactly. It was the thing I read about one time, but okay. That's metal. Is- yeah. I mean, that's oh, basically what they did. Like- they, and the pe- so people would be like killed them to death. Like, I don't know that they exist or if they do, they're super endangered, super yeah. big eagles. But anyways, so like, that's, that's what I immediately went 
towards. And I was like, that's, that's probably what I would have said, except now I'm kind of thinking about it. It's like, you know what I should have gone with? Oh, gear. Cause then we oh, have yeah. cool, smart, fancy, powerful Oh gear guys that like build cool tree houses and can fix the land and make oh, cool oh, art. Oh gear are the, from the wheel of time series. They're, they're gentle like, giants that are really yeah. strong and like seeing the trees to make them grow and they're super awesome. I like them. And they're yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I can go with that. like thinking from a per, from a us perspective, like to not, you know, all die as humans. Oh. Um, they're slow to anger and they're really gentle. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I don't have to worry about them trying to kill me immediately. Yeah. Whereas if I brought, you know, a griffin well, in here, don't they also my face. they created they created the like the fast ways. travel, the ways, mm-hmm. yeah. But so, I think they created cool. that with the help of the male Aes Sedai, but I can't remember. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. But either way, it was still because yeah. I know they did the portal gates, if nothing else. Yeah. Or the way gates or whatever they're called. But yeah, what else you got, Bob? No, I I mean, no, really. I it's the moment I thought of uh, Old Father Tree, You're I knew done. I was done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I just okay. knew. Like, I look, uh, I anything that has any sort of wind whale in it, I'm instantly hooked. Um, and think about like them under D where they have the giant like uh-huh. flying manta rays that he's like jumping from back to back on his horse. Like, ugh, ugh, I love it. I love but, it. I mean, I, lo- to- I love any sort of flying sea creature. And then In if the you sky. can, if you can get me sea creatures out of the ocean, I'm fucking here for it. So at some point I need you to watch re zero because it's only 26 episodes <laughs> for the first season. Um, and they've got a flying whale <laughs> in that, um, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I actually just first of all, that series is just really good about showing the trauma of the gimmick of the story, which I won't spoil. But um, the general idea of it's really cool. And there's a a white whale that is flying through the sky, and that's really cool. And it has like this interesting influence over the world it's it's really interesting i think you would really dig it because it seems like yeah. something that would come out of old, old father tree honestly my my other that i can think of that i would like like so i don't want dragons because dragons will eat me um i'm already like i'm one of those humans that i'm not top of anyone's food chain you know <laughs> like i i'm 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 domesticated as fuck you know <laughs> like i ain't going out into nature and you know surviving uh, over the long term, I will die. Um, <clears throat> so a dragon, ooh, no, I would, I would die. But like, imagine, like you see him in some some works, especially like D anD D has some, like house cat sized dragons. Oh, oh, like uh, um, shit. What is his name from uh, magician? Uh, he has a fire drake named Fantas. Yeah. yeah. So like something like that, like and like most of the time when they're described, they, they're described as having very cat like personalities. Hundred percent. Yeah. But just imagine like uh uh like a, a cat sized dragon just roaming through your house eating all your bugs. That's basically what Fantas was. Yeah, he was a little dragon dude that would wander around, you feed him and you scratch his belly and he'd sit near the fire and then he'd be like, Bro, I'm gonna fly off and go mate, I'll be back. And then he'd just leave, come back in a yeah. few weeks. And like, what's up, bro? Yeah. Uh huh. I mentioned a podcast last episode. So I want to mention a podcast this episode. Uh huh. There is uh, a local group that has started uh, 
a D and D actual play podcast uh, called not another Nat one. And I've been listening to it as well. And uh, one of the guys is a uh, ranger and he has a small, his animal companion is a small Drake Mm -hmm. and he named it Josh. Why wouldn't you? That's what you would name a Drake. Because was it Jake and Josh and Drake, the Disney series? Oh my God. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So, but no, I think that would be cool. Like just having like house cat dragons. Like, I think that would be neat. Yeah. Um, Okay. But you're already like pissed at your cat now. And he's just a normal cat meowing. Imagine if it was a chonky cat meowing and, you know, shooting fire with like talons and, but I don't know if you could survive my dude. Oh yeah. No, you know, like, we joke this, that your, dude, that your cats you are just waiting for you to die so they can eat you. Like Yes, that one legitimately the, would just be waiting for you to die. Well, I don't know that it would necessarily be waiting. You know, <laughs> It might be trying to speed the process yeah. along. <laughs> well, as much as I see videos of you fucking with those cats, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I don't fuck. I've never fucked with those cats. I, da- I will I tell John Reed treat, you said that. I treat them with nothing but love and respect, and I rub their bellies. Even when they're shrieking, no, no, no. Leave um, me alone. Please stop. leave me alone. And you know what? But they let me know uh, as the many claws, claw marks on my arms will attest. <laughs> they're, they're not cats. They're fucking bear traps with inviting looking stomachs that say, pet me, pet me. Until their exactly claws say, only two no. Pets. You, two pets. Then stop. Pets and no more. If you go for well, a third pet, then you get bit. Well, so here's the thing. Olive, I can literally rub her belly all day and she will never, never say no. Uh, Parker, if he's in the mood, like I can, I can rub his belly for a good like 30 seconds, 40 seconds. And then with zero indication that he is over, he just <laughs> like he sprouts like 87 claws and then buries them into my arm to hold me in place while he chews on my knuckles with his sharp pointy teeth. That's the warning, Bob. (laughs) That's the warning. (laughs) That's the warning. So yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, But sometimes they're just laying there on the couch snapping and just something about that just says, Hey, you should, you should go over there. You should go over there. Push off pick the up. couch. You should, you should go over there. You should pick them up real fast. Put them in your arm. Cradle them like a baby and rub that belly. And they get super wide-eyed like, what the fuck is going on? And if you do it quick enough, they're like, oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm good. Um, but if you're not super quick and fluid with it, they, you get halfway through the spin and, they and they're fucking over it. And the claws come out and you lose half your nipple to a... <laughs> to a to a cat claw so i'd say they give as good as they get um so yeah fucking cats so yeah moral of that story is maybe i don't need cat dragons no you don't need i don't know maybe we need maybe we need cat dragons that would free us up from your nonsense (laughs) because you would get got yeah god uh, uh, uh. so i uh, think my mongoose is the coolest creature that we talked about i'm just saying like i think the, the, the phoenix is on? yeah the phoenix is the most useful derek picked the most beneficial to humanity and yes. point point to derek for that yes. um, <laughs> although i would it. there's a strong argument to be made that everything i did 
dramatically improve the state of Mississippi. So, you know, uh, um, but yeah, no mongoose, uh, mongoose. I can ride. I yes. am fucking here for that. Yes. Mongoose that you can ride and he's fuck you fast and he can talk to you and he's so warm and fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. So I am, uh, I am revising a short story I wrote some years ago to, uh, basically I, I, I wrote all these things over the years and as time has gone by, I've consolidated them down. So it's like where, you know, used to, these were fantasy stories set in this world and these were fantasy stories set in this world and these were fantasy stories set in world three i figured out how to like consolidate worlds down kind of deal and mm-hmm. so uh i have i have this story that i i loved like a kind of a fantasy comedy story and i'm moving it into one of these worlds i've created already and i was going over it and i wrote it so long ago i forgot that i had but i had uh winged badgers in it oh nice so okay, now I'm right. like, ooh, yeah, I get to put winged badgers into this world, and okay. I am here for it. So yeah, anything with badgers, fun. Derek. I still haven't written my noble houses of badgers books. Uh, well, you know that it's not my fault. You're not living up to the your, your ideal. <laughs> yeah, like that's your, that that is the story that was made for you, and you're just refusing to do it. I know. So, like, know. side note about badgers. Okay, so we are of an age. And so my, my kid is into snakes. And so I introduced him to that child looked at me and he was like, can you, can you pause it? Can you, can you stop it? I was like, what? You don't like badgers and mushrooms? He's like, absolutely not. It's like, yikes. <laughs> yikes. Wow. Well, for those who don't, my child, after all, yeah. For those who uh, aren't uh, fully up to date, maybe haven't heard every episode, we actually have a books, beards, and badgers episode where we cover all the best in uh, fantasy badgers. So it's it's just a way to torture me. That's really all it is. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of another good BBB um, to 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 hit you with because we've done burrows and we've done badgers. If you're listening, I'm open to suggestions for uh, what annoying animal could i annoy derek with and do a whole fucking episode on the history themed episode themed episode so you know get at me folks those who are listening Just yeah. don't. no please do yeah. um we could do uh uh the, the thing is it's got to be something that features in a lot of books so like you, you can't do beta fish because who's writing fantasy books about beta fish um you know you now that you put know, the right? idea out there um, you're you can be fighters idea, on fighting fish. It's like dragons, but underwater. <laughs> and there's all many. There's so many different types of betas. You can have long fin betas, short fin betas, and they're in their little beta fish corrals because they're aggressive. But then you have to be like the best beta rider, and that's going to be the only time guys are fighting to be betas instead of alphas. It'd be great. <laughs> what I mean, clearly everyone knows that you're supposed to be a sigma now. Is that right? There? <laughs> there is were, very... I, no, I thought everybody was wanting to be a ligama. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Tony's got the ligma. God. Uh, ligma balls. Oh. Right. Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, if you haven't, uh, I invite you to go familiarize yourself with all the memes about Sigma males because that's the the new thing. It's no, nah, bro. You know, just go to the, go to YouTube, look up Sigma male affirmations, and just enjoy. Oh just my sit God. back and it's laugh. It's so awful. If you're a Sigma male listening to it's, this podcast, don't. We don't want so, you. No, it's so it's <laughs> so funny. No, no, no. It's so funny because like one of every five things is good advice. And then the other ones are like, the fuck are you even talking about? What, what does that even mean? It's some nonsense. I thought I already thought the whole alpha male beta male conversation was as cringy as you could get, but no, it's not. Oh but my wait, God. There's more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Billy Mays here. <laughs> if you can slap a, if you can slap a hook or you can slap a chop. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I have my slap chop. That shit comes in real handy when I'm cutting onions because it's either that or put on my kids' swim goggles. Oh my god! <laughs> cutting onions makes my eyes hurt. I don't so know I'm what's gonna... the weirder image is Dwight with the the skin mask or you cutting fucking onions in like kids' <laughs> goggles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's effective. Fuck you. It's, it's not stupid if it works. <laughs> I mean, it can be both. Can, I mean, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> now Derek is having oh, serious thoughts geez. of why he agreed to come on this I'm just podcast. staring at my door right now. I'm just, I'm just staring. I'm like, I just walk like, away. They wouldn't know. He's like, I could just walk away and go cook a grilled cheese. I could. I'm so fucking hungry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think that's a uh, that's a good a, a good stopping point. Uh, all right. So uh, in the coming weeks, as you cast your summoning spells to bring awesome mystical creatures into our world, I hope that you are not devoured, um, that you are not turned into a skin suit, and that uh, the blessing of the beard shall be upon you. Thank you for checking out Books, Beards, Booze. As always, you can give us a like and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. And if you got some time, why not go by our website, tellsbybob.com, all part of the Tales by Bob podcast network. This podcast is part of the Tales by Bob network. To see all our great shows, go to tellsbybob.com.